and here we are in January 2022 with a uh, brand new uh, hot off the presses edition of the Bulls Bros podcast. I am Bulls Bro Alex, joined remotely by my Bulls Bro Max. Hello, Bulls Bro Max. Hello, hello. We are here to discuss uh, the last month or so of the Bulls. So first off, last time we talked was uh, late December, I believe, 19th, and... Um, uh, at the time, the Bulls were riding high, and uh, you know, and even now, like they remain uh, in first place in the East, uh, twenty-seven and twelve record. Um, they won nine in a row, but since then, they've gone one and two. Um, they uh, they dropped a disappointing game last night, a national TV game to the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Um, and, uh, you know, things are pretty even uh, in the first half. Uh, they led 62-60, to 60, the Nets did. And uh, then they went on a tear, and they wound up um, pummeling us uh, at the end. Um, the final margin was 138-112. You know, it, it's been, it was a pretty rem- miraculous thing that we won nine in a row. Um, a lot of those games were, were closer than they needed to be. Um, we beat teams that we should have beaten. Um, but, yeah, we beat uh, the Lakers, we beat the Rockets, we beat... The Pacers uh, twice, the Hawks twice, Wizards twice, Magic once. All those teams, you know, we should be better than, uh, and we should be beating. And so we did. It just happened to be all in a row. We had no, like, schedule losses in that in that group. And then we lost to Dallas uh, by double digits, 113-99. Detroit, we, we pummeled uh, by 46 points, 133-87. to And then the Nets... Um, we uh we lost to so yeah that's actually that is the last game um that's the summary of what happened since we last talked on the 19th before the lakers game so um so some big trends to watch were uh just the which we talked about before the total dominance of demar Derozan. uh outside of one game he he looked amazing um he had some crazy well i mean he sometimes had some some rough nights from the free throw line but uh he had crazy clutch nights um uh, with buzzer beating threes um, back to back in uh, the second Pacers win uh, on the 31st New Year's Eve, 108 uh, 106, and um, then the Wizards game after that uh, where we beat them 120 119. So, yeah, um, DeMar's been amazing. Um, and so, yeah, let's just th- let's talk about some of the good things uh, in, in this last um, in, in exciting couple of weeks here where ultimately we are, uh, we went 10-2. And, and we're still missing Alex Caruso and then a couple other guys, which we'll talk about. I can go into it. Yeah, so basically, DeMar DeRozan's amazing. Um, he looks great. Um, he's doing what we, he needs to be doing, which is um, he's passing, he's scoring all over the place, he's trying on defense. Um he uh, is making like you know 1.5 threes a game or whatever it is at a league average rate, which is all you want from him. Uh, you know what I mean? He doesn't have to be Zach Levine, you know, uh, as a three-point shooter. Zach Levine, by the way, is having a crazy shooting uh, season once again. Um, we just got Lonzo Ball back, uh, which has been really nice uh, for our defense. Um, we're still missing Alex Caruso. First, he had an injury, and now he's still in coronavirus health and safety protocols. Um, the one of the cool big trends, two of them that we'll talk about briefly. One, Vucevic looking good on defense, um, contributing on offense, um, getting that three point shot back, which has been nice. The other thing that's been kind of surprising to me anyway is Kobe White 
um, suddenly looking like a trade asset all of a sudden, and also, heck, looking good enough to keep. So, um, uh, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Kobe. What did, what did you see, Max? Well, he's been honestly exactly as we were kind of anticipating before the year started, assuming he was healthy. Um, kind of a six man off the bench, microwave score, Jordan Clarkson style. Um, but man, his three point shot looks great. He's attacking the basket. He's got a floater game that I feel like he didn't have as well before last year. Um, and his defense has actually been, I mean, it's not the same as having Caruso out there. He's not as good as Io on the defensive end. But the fact that we've been scoring more points, that has coincided directly with Kobe White and Vucevic shooting the ball and Kobe White like better than they were. It's not a coincidence. It also spaced the floor for Zach and DeMar and for some of these yeah. other guys to attack the basket. So the offense is clicking. Um, I really like what I'm seeing from Kobe. I think our offense still has another level to go. Um, depending on, you know, how our guys are doing. Zach's been shooting a lot more efficiently now that his hand's healed. So now that that sprain is fixed, his shooting splits have all improved. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good trends on the offensive end. Um, I think we sh- – I mean, if that's your question, but I think, you know, Kobe White looks good, and um, honestly, he's uh, a huge part of the success right now. He's been really important for us. He's, yeah, trying hard defense. His passing has been good. He had a game where he had 17 points and 12 assists. I still think, like, I our ball movement is great collectively. He makes questionable decisions with the ball. Like, he, he cannot be a point guard. And the yeah, problem is, like, if he's not going to be – he's your off-guard scorer, you know, okay, well, he's on a good contract for that right now. Um but where does that leave you? You know, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, he's hugely important for us, but right. I'm just worried about the bigger picture. Right. So, okay. So I guess first let's talk about, so uh, stats wise, 11.7 points a game, 2.3 assists a game, 2.5 uh, rebounds a game uh, this year. I'll throw uh, that out. His first five games were terrible, right? Terrible. Well, yeah, so, he's coming off a shoulder surgery and then COVID. Yeah, didn't he miss training camp? Yeah. Um, so the numbers are probably better than that, really. Oh, yeah. And um, the shooting numbers are great, though. I'm not great, but they're they're totally in line with what he was doing before, pretty much. Um, 46.1% from the field, uh, 38.8% from three, and then 78.9% from the, from the free throw line. And I bet his catch-and-shoot threes are over 40%. Definitely, yeah, since, the, sense, yeah. since he got healthy, I guarantee it. So he's looked good. He's doing what he's supposed to do in his minutes. So he will be eligible for a contract extension this summer um, in the offseason. And the question is, you know, he's a first-round pick, seventh pick, because the Bulls, you know, during the Garpex era, we just had a string of seventh picks um, in the lottery. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's making good money, you know, uh, as a a high-level lottery pick. Uh, Right, right. So that's the thing. The question becomes... Yes. The so that, that like what's his value like right now? It's he's making uh, an average of six million a year. It's a four year, twenty four million dollar deal, uh, into the last year of the deal. Um, we could extend him. Um, we could wait till he gets to restricted free agency, which would be the twenty twenty three summer, um, or we could trade him at the deadline. He uh, he's played his way back into like looking intriguing enough that that I think I think his value around the league is probably like you know. 
Someone could probably talk themselves into him for like 10-ish million a year. Something like that, or maybe even higher, but I I don't know. I think he's gonna Just he's gonna yet. shoot for more than that. I think I mean I think he probably wants to get to like a twelve or a fifteen million dollar number, but that's like the kind of number that two way guys get, and like he's just you know, uh, the defensive flashes have been cool. There's and, some guys uh, that can score that get a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah like, like some I'm, like studs like Jordan Clarkson or whatever. But like, is he is he can he be counted on to be like that like consistent yet? I think so. I think so too. But you know, I, I just don't know if it's in the eye of the beholder. Like, do other teams view him like that? And that, the, so the weird question. Oh, oh! I should also mention we got a new guy who's like looks like a legit bull now, Alfonso McKinney, who's been very useful for us. Um, which is weird because we signed him on a ten-day hardship exception deal um, after our last podcast, and uh, we waived Alize Johnson. Goodbye, Alize Johnson, um, who was out of the rotation anyway, and uh, we kept Matt Thomas, which I was sort of. If on, but he's been Matt Thomas has been okay, yeah he's been making threes so it's it's all you can ask for really and um yeah so like I, uh, Alfonso McKinney's been fun and he's a nice little story. Sorry anyway, I know I just just, just side side note yeah yeah but but anyway um but yeah the question so now the question is let's transition to the future uh which is a little bit contingent on the present because we are missing a boatload of power forwards right now. Um, our starting power forward, Patrick Williams, is out, you know, four to six months uh, with that wrist injury. Um, and then, let's see, who, uh, the other injuries. Javante Green is out, um, I think, what is it, two to four weeks? He's in the, in the middle of that injury timeline. Uh, no, he's, no, it's more like he's through the first week of that timeline with uh, an adductor injury. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. just went down yesterday after 36 whole seconds of action uh, in that Nets game. Um, he was the starting power forward after Javante Green had, was the starting power forward after uh, fucking Patrick Williams is the starting power forward. So we're down to our fourth tier power forward now. Um, and uh, Derek Jones Jr. has a bone bruise in his right knee. He's going to miss four to six weeks, so that's worse. Um, and uh, Tyler Cook, even speaking of power forwards, is also out with an ankle injury, sprained ankle, and no timeline for his return. <laughs> so we are just decimated in, in specifically the power forward spot. Uh, we have some tradable assets uh, in the contract of Derek Jones Jr., uh, the Patrick Williams upside, uh, you know, he signed a rookie deal. And yeah, but both of those work. guys will be out. Exactly. So it's for a rebuilding team or a team that wants to like, you know, make salaries match or something. The thing with like Derek Jones Jr. is really we packaging him, right? We package him with like Kobe White um, to a team that needs like a bench scoring guard. What team guard. would want a bench scoring guard more than a valuable power forward forward? Well, like I don't understand this. Prince like well, no, 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 that's not the issue. The issue is we don't want to give up Patrick Williams, you know, if we can give up Kobe White. I think I think the Bulls internally value Patrick Williams more, which I, I honestly would kind of like to hold on to Kobe White and trade Patrick Williams. But um, but I just I, I just think the Bulls are going to try to not do that. I think the Bulls are going to try to, like, hold on to Williams because he has this crazy high upside where people think he's going to be, like, Kawhi Leonard. I think people still see him as a high-level asset. The question to me is, like, I don't understand why exactly because I've seen very little from him that impresses me, you know? Like, I like Kobe White more as a player right now. But I, I understand, like, everyone else says, oh, this guy's, like, a good defender and he's going to be even better. He's a good three-point shooter. You know, it's like what we thought before the season. But, like, he's just not shown us enough to me to be 
Yeah, more than a depreciated asset. Like I, I'm with you in terms of like what I actually think his value is, but I'm just trying to think about like how what we can what the market for him is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't see it. Honestly, I don't really see it. I don't see any kind of trade happening involving I think, Patrick Williams. I think a, a a team that has accepted the fact that it's just in the asset accruing business um, and wants to like get off of money, I think they would be open to it if we give them a pick. You know, we have a we have a the Portland Trail Blazers um, lottery protector first round pick, um, and then it becomes a second round pick if it doesn't convey after or by the twenty twenty eight season. Um, so that's you know that's not nothing, and then we can trade our own pick. We we were looking this up beforehand. Uh, I believe in twenty twenty six. I just need to understand yeah. who we would could potentially trade for, because I'm not I'm not seeing a picture of what that would be, like who we could get. It to me it doesn't seem like we can't get anybody, honestly. I, I think Jeremy Grant is gettable. I think, you know, we're certainly sniffing around him. I think that there's interest from the Pistons. It's the same front office that wanted to draft him in 2020 that's still there. And, yeah, but uh, Jeremy Grant's not that great. He's expensive. Like, is that worth it? I'm not I'm not sure. It's $20 million a year. It's a decent deal. He's good. He's proven that he can be the third best guy on a, you know. Team that uh, goes to the second round. Third round. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, in the bubble. Like, I don't know if yeah. we really need to take that seriously. Also, that was with an MVP caliber player and another guy who was a very elite player. Well, DeMar DeRozan is going to be, that's another fun thing that we can talk about, is like, he's looking like he's, you know, not he's not going to be an MV, the MVP of the year, but he's going to be like a possible top five, top six. If he stays healthy, yeah, finisher he's, an all, he's an all-NBA candidate for sure. He's like a first or second teamer, which is crazy. And Zach Levine is another high-level guy, you know? Like, you know, is either one of those guys, you know, Nikola Jokic level? No, but, like, I think they're both better than Murray right now anyway. Like, like what we saw, the last time we saw Murray, I would take either of these guys over what Murray was before he got hurt. I just, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. is Grant, is Grant going to buy in to have the kind of role we would want for him? He doesn't rebound. I, I don't know. I just have so many questions. I have so many questions. I'm not seeing a lot of evidence that it's going to happen so i'd be interested to learn more about that but i'm not not i wouldn't bet on it i really wouldn't and then you know john collins uh you know i don't know what the situation is they just traded cam reddish yeah so i think john collins could be gettable he's got kind of a big deal and um he would be a positional fit but he'd be amazing. But I just don't know in terms of that contract if that works. I mean, piece together some stuff. I don't think that they would accept what we would offer for him. So I don't really know what they'd be looking for for him. But my guess is it would be somebody who could actually help them this year. Um, I, I guess they they might want like one of our like defensive guards, you know. But like I'm not gonna give them one of those guys for John Collins. I mean, I I don't think we should do it. I also just, I wouldn't want to do it, but like, uh, yeah, so I guess John Collins would be great, Kyle Kuzma would be amazing, um, Harrison Barnes would be good, Pascal Siakam would be okay, not a three-point shooter, but, you know, you play a lot of center, he's very, he's the more expensive, I think the most expensive of the guys. Are- he's also coming off an injury, he had issues with his coach. Yeah, yeah, right, not, not a great chemistry guy, um, yeah, so, uh, and then, uh, there might be one or two others that I'm forgetting, um. Uh, well, I mean, there's guys like Jay Crowder who uh, Phoenix would not trade to us. If anything, they're going for Jeremy Grant. Same with the Warriors. 
there's there's a cheaper guys like Robert Covington or something, but like how much does that move the needle? What would we have to give up to get Robert Covington? Hopefully not that much. I think he's really overrated. Okay, two distressed assets right here. I don't really we can talk about them or three: Miles Turner, uh, Montrez Harrell, Christian Wood. Montrez Harrell and Christian Wood both got into fights with people on their own teams. Montrez so, Harrell uh, got in a fight. He did. He got into a fight with KCP actually two nights ago. That's um, hilarious. And uh, I believe Christian Wood got into a fight with either his own coach or Kevin Porter Jr. I forget. It was with John, oh, Lucas. John Lucas. The older John Lucas. Yep. Christian Wood has been sort of known to be a bit of a... Uh, Which I've been saying was the reason yeah. he didn't get the contract in Detroit. Right. Seems like there might be some fire there to that smoke. But uh, with Trez, you know, I don't know that's the case as well. Like he's terrible in the playoffs. That's the issue with him, yes. Can't play power because. forward. And so yeah. I just, to me, he's, he's out. Like, he would be a sixth man coming off the bench, but, like, I guess at his current contract, he's, like, not, I mean, but I don't, I wouldn't trade anything of value for him. So, to me, and Christian Wood is, like, a knucklehead, and, I mean, if you could get him for, like, basically nothing, then sure, but that's not going to be the case. So, uh I wouldn't give up that much for him, um, especially that we have such great chemistry. I don't want to ruin that with with somebody. So I agree. Um, yeah, and then Miles Turner, I don't think he's a fit positionally because he has to play center on defense, and Vooch can't play power forward on defense. But but Turner's athletic enough; like he can guard power forwards, but he generally but that's like the, oh such a waste of a great rim protector to have him out there on the perimeter. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't right. make sense. Well, it's just that, like, he's a good defender, uh, and he can shoot threes. Yeah, but he doesn't make sense for our team. I know, because, uh, yeah, no, I know, like, in terms of defensive fit, it's not perfect. He's good. He's a good defender, you, uh, you know. I mean, I, I know you're saying about the rim protection. Um, I mean, he would help, but it's like, contract. he's not a good fit, so it's like I wouldn't give up long-term assets for somebody who doesn't fit our team very well. That doesn't really make sense. I think that, like, there's a world where, like, he could still have a lot of value for us, even if he's not sort of maximized in terms of the skill set. Like, because speaking of Golden State, we're talking about Golden State. Like, he's been talked about as a Golden State trade, you know, uh, target. He would be an awesome fit. And, like, I'm sure the Pacers would be open to a Wiseman swap or something. Wiseman and, a, and, a, and another asset, like Moody, or Wiseman and a first or whatever. Right, I think that makes all I'm, sense. I'm kind of really surprised right. Golden State is not doing anything along those lines, but they might. You know, that's another thing. We've got uh, about three weeks till the trade deadline. I just think it's really a shame because I think this Bulls season was is so promising, and then to have such a massive void that we keep trying to fill and it keeps getting ruined. Um, I don't know where you go from here because as you, we keep seeing, if you can't do anything against. You don't have anyone to throw at Kevin Durant. Or Giannis. Or Giannis, the two biggest threats, you know. Two I mean, honestly, with, uh, and, and Jimmy Butler, I mean, you could argue. But, um, I mean, I know we're going to throw our wings at him and our long guards, but, like, it would really help to have a forward. Um, Javante, we really help on that, so I'm less worried about that. It's really Giannis and KD, but, you know, those are the two best teams in the East. So, kind of a big deal. Um so I just don't yeah. – I don't honestly know what the solve is. I think if we could get Jeremy Grant for something reasonable, do you go all in on this year? I mean, I don't know what it puts you in the financial – because you have to pay Zach this summer. 
So yeah. the rest of our contracts, like the Demar and Vooch contracts are actually kind of like going down, right? I mean, Demar is the same, but like yeah. it's only two more years and then Vooch is going down. And right. his contract is quite reasonable I, I, for his, honestly, for his production. So where does that, and then I think everyone else, like our guys are on reasonable contracts. Yeah, Lonzo and Cruz are on good deals. What I would really be interested to know is how the front office values Kobe White in the future. What do they think of him? Are they going to pay him? How much would they pay him? Because that would really influence how I made decisions at the trade deadline. Right, like how much better is Kobe White than a replacement level Kobe White, like another bench, like microwave scorer? Because he's definitely better. It's just a question of how much and can you get a buyout guy? Yeah, because there's all those guards that have been circulating around putting up points during the COVID times, and I'm sure we could find somebody. Right, there's been a lot of 10-day hardship exception guys that have actually kind of stuck around on their rosters. Our our guy Stanley Johnson has been a pretty good fit, speaking of power forwards, on the Lakers. Yeah, but he just, everyone looks better by comparison when they're on the... On the Lakers, like, he's automatically become their second-best defender, you know? <laughs> yeah, you get, like, a guy like Malik Monk or something coming off the bench, and, like, for us, he looks good because he doesn't have to worry about anything. But Monk's been really great for them the last— since he started for them. He became their starter recently, but he doesn't play defense. So. I, I just—I think you can find some guard-scoring production off the bench. Um, yeah. I think AK and Mark Eversley have shown a really good ability to find players— but what I'm, what I agree with is, long term, where do we see Kobe? And long term, like, what do we think about for that four spot in Patrick Williams? I mean, I just don't. I understand this question out there, like, of trading Patrick Williams. I just am not sure how the rest of the league is going to view somebody who's out for so long, and who hasn't really played that much in the NBA to show what they can do. Um, I, I would yeah, rather yeah. him be able to come back and play and show his value before trading him. My issue is is just that, like you said, you know, win now versus win later because he's 20. And how many opportunities and, do you get to, to really go for it? Yeah, right, exactly. Like, this is sort of a fluky thing. It's crazy to me that we're even, we're the top seed. Not that, you know, I was thinking about the last couple of years, the top seed isn't always, is often not the best team. You know, the top seed just happens to be... Um, a team that's like a really good regular season team with some good depth and stuff and, and like really good players. But, you know, a lot of times the best teams are, you know, that two or that three seed. Um, but we are the top seed. That doesn't mean nothing. We're a very good team, better than we thought we were going to be. And we have a, a, like a fringe chance of like making some noise in the playoffs and at least sneaking into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, so I don't we, like to say injuries you know? because I don't want to wish for people to get hurt. But yeah. do you really want to count on the Nets to be healthy the entire playoffs? Like, I, of course not. And, like, them to all play? Like, I, all it takes is one of those guys to be out for yeah. half the series, a.k.a. Kyrie or whatever. All it well, takes is, like, one of those guys to not be there, and they are beatable by us because we've shown that we can beat them if, they don't, if they're missing one of those guys. If they have all three, yeah. okay, for, they're, they're probably going to win. But... Yeah, I mean, they beat us yesterday, but you have to keep in mind, you know, we had no power forwards. So, I mean, no Caruso, who's a big deal. And it was all know? three of them. We were coming off a back-to-back. Yeah, off the back-to-back. Although, our main guys, no one played over 30 minutes because uh, it was a blowout against the Pistons the night before. But even still, like, back-to-back doesn't mean nothing, you know. I would put our, in a seven-game series against them, if Kyrie's only playing half the games. Right. I still think we have a shot. If, if we get that extra, if we're healthy, 
or and or get that extra piece. I just yeah, that's the thing about Patrick Williams is is we don't know that he's coming back this year. We can hope and we can sort of expect him to come back, but I don't trust that he's gonna come what back. What situation is he gonna be when he gets back, you know? Right, what's he even gonna look like? Exactly. So I you know, we have to make some kind of move. Jeremy Grant's hurt right now. Yeah, but he's not out four to six uh, months with a broken wrist. But is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be back for the trade deadline? I'm just like, I just have so many questions, and I really feel like I don't know what's going to to happen. I'd be willing to trade to look at trading Kobe and a first round pick and a and a contract like DJJ for an upgrade, and then trying to get a bio guy back or something, pick somebody up to replace Kobe and his scoring. And then, meanwhile, you get an upgrade to Derrick Jones Jr. at the power forward spot, and Javante yeah. Green moves to the backup. I mean, I could do that. I could roll with that if that's if that's where we're going. You know what I mean? Like that—that yeah. that seems like a logical trade. I and that gets you to about twenty million, which is about where some of these guys are at. But I just don't know. Does that get you Harrison Barnes? Does that get you Jeremy Grant? Like I don't think it does. I think you kind of, you know, we have to kind of see if someone's interested in... Because um, Detroit has, like, you know? five guards that they, right. like... <laughs> A lot of crappy young guards and one probably really good young guard. Yeah, and like, then, why do um, they need Kobe White? And then, like, the Kings have, like, have like yeah. three young, like, four point guards. <laughs> and then, like... Like, yeah. they don't need Kobe White. So that's my point to you is, like, I don't see these teams that, like, really... They got to want Williams. And we have to be okay with moving on from Williams. And, like, I don't know if we are... I actually think, I mean, it's a shame that Washington wouldn't trade Kuzma because Kobe would be a really good fit in Washington. And they could use him moving forward. Yeah, and also, like, Washington has no guarantee to make the play-in tournament even. You know, they're mediocre. They're about 500. And, like, in the East now, a 500-level team could be, like, the 12th seed. How good would Kuzma be on our team? Kuzma would be an amazing fit because he can play some three. And he's a huge rebounder, and he plays defense. He has championship experience. He abuses us whenever he plays us. He kills Uh, us, yeah. He would be the guy that, if you wanted to say to me, hey, you could trade a first-round pick and Williams – and Derek Jones Jr. for, and you told me I could get Kuzma, I'd be like, okay, let's rock and roll. You know? Yeah. That, that, that. that is a different conversation because that's a guy who, moving forward, could be part of your future. I, uh, I like him more than, yeah, than Grant. But I, I just don't Gross. see that trade being available. Yeah. If Beal gets hurt or something, then you'd you think they might consider that kind of deal. But What about, otherwise- like, Avdia? Yeah, I would uh, roll the dice on him. He's a good defender. Uh, he's a power forward. Yeah, um, I wouldn't trade Williams for him, though. I, I mean, I guess Kobe, you know, like you said, Kobe could be a fit there. And they have a lot of power forwards in Washington anyway, so. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. That's actually not, that's not bad. And then we don't even need Derek Jones to match salaries. And we can hope that he comes back or we can include him in a different deal or something. That's not terrible. You can, uh, you can work with Avdia could be a big help. I like Kobe for Avdia. The question is, do the Wizards? Like, I guess it's a question of, like, is Hachimura going to give them enough to be comfortable moving off of Avdia, and who do they value more or whatever? Now, and, and Hachimura was out for personal reasons. Maybe um, we get Hachimura. Year. Maybe his personal reasons or he doesn't want to play in Washington. Which is, you know, fine with me if he wants to play here. So he's good, too. He'd be a good fit. Yeah. It's funny because they drafted sort of the same player in successive drafts. But the question, I guess, was, you know, who was going to hit. So it's not a terrible strategy. 
Just can't do it all the time. I would kick the tires on Washington. I feel like that's... Yeah. A lot of depth for a mediocre team kind of going nowhere. You know, if we can give them a young piece that, they, that we can sell them on, I think that's a great idea. I love that. Let's do that. Let's do a Washington deal. I mean, I would kick the tires on Washington, obviously Detroit, obviously Sacramento. I just don't know that the pieces are going to work at those other two locations. Cleveland might want Kobe. Yeah, but I don't know if we want to make Cleveland better. What do we get from them for this? I don't want Lowry Market in. I was going to say, Lowry Market. <laughs> um, that's, a good, that's a good point. Uh, Kevin Love, <laughs> $30 million of Kevin Love. Just shoot me now. Yeah, no, okay, that's a good point. I don't really know uh, what they're small four. Oh, Okoro. Okoro could play some four, maybe, but that guy's kind of raw. I don't know. I'd rather have Patrick Williams play than Okoro. The question is, will Patrick Williams play? I don't know, but... Because uh, in this in this exchange, we're sending out Kobe and keeping Williams. But uh, What about, but like, yeah. Keldon Johnson on San Antonio? That's actually cool. San Antonio has a bunch of interesting guys. Yeah, Keldon Johnson's a good idea. He has Olympic yeah. experience. He and Zach are probably friends. He's something. He's young, too. Let's get Keldon Johnson. That's cool. And the money's easy. That's the thing about... Okay, that's something I could mention, too, is, like, uh, really quickly, the Spurs, like, they didn't want Markkanen, so, so we had to give them Thaddeus Young, who they're not playing. Uh, I don't know if they could just trade him back to us. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they so. They could, they could... If they buy him out, then we could sign him, right? Or no? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because, like, that's the question is, like, they've so depreciated his value by benching him, basically, that... Um, it's just hilarious. They can't trade him. So it's like, what did you? What were you doing? And then they, they instead of getting marketing, they signed two guys that are crappier than marketing, you know, that are sort of similar players. Doug McDermott and Zach Collins. It's like, why not just get marketing? Marketing's better than those guys. I'm just very confused by what San Antonio's doing. And yet they, they have, like, multiple players that are pretty good. DeJounte yeah, Murray. It... Murray's really good. Kelvin uh, Johnson, Derek White, and uh, Lonnie Walker. They've got some interesting guys. They're going to be bad. People are saying, oh, what are they doing? Like, you know, like they're just going to be mediocre against. They're going to be a lottery team, you know, and you need a little lottery luck, and they could be, they get a top five pick or whatever. I just, there has to be, I'm trying to get creative and looking at Washington and San Antonio because they have players. Kelvin yeah. Johnson could be a fit, so I'm just... I don't know what it's going to take, and I don't know what AK and Mark have going on. The nice thing I will say about them, they keep stuff under wraps better. Like, they, they're better at hiding stuff than a lot of these other front offices. We should think about, speaking of the personnel, like, um, they have relationships with uh, the Sixers, the Raptors, and the Nuggets. Now the Nuggets, um, I, I, you know, the Nuggets have some interesting power forwards. I don't think that they're gonna want to give up on anybody because they've gotten so many injuries. I feel like the Raptors have a ton of guys that are all like six eight. Yeah, they, they do. could use Kobe White. That's intriguing. And now, okay, so I don't really know if Eversley overlapped with Masai at all. No, but I bet they could. Nobody knows people there, right? Yeah. Now, we talked about Siakam already. Siakam's expensive. He's making like $35 million a year, and or 33 this year, and then 36 next year. But he... um, OG uh, is out. We can't get him. Uh, yeah, I think he's too good. Scotty, uh, Pascal, OG. I don't know who Watanabe is. Do you like Precious Achua? He's been up and down. I mean, he would out. help. He would. He's better. I mean, he's big. Right. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. give up a first-round pick for him or Boucher. No. 
I mean, they don't have a lot of small guards. They have Fred VanVleet, who's been playing out of his mind, but they could they could use Kobe. Drogic is like is away from the team for quote unquote personal reasons, aka he wants to be traded to Dallas. Oh, they could definitely use Kobe. So it is like the Boucher's, the the Precious Achua's, and then maybe the Ananobis or the Siakams if you want to get crazy. But Ananobi would be a lot. You would have to give up a lot for Ananobi. And I just don't know why they would do that. They are so high on him. Yeah, for good reason. He's averaging 19 points a game. He's really good. Scotty Barnes, Ananobi, Siakam. They such a, there's Barnes. such an overlap with those three guys. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it's like there seems to be a void. Kobe White could help. Um, Boucher, they really leverage and use. Um, uh, Ochua seems like he could be an odd man out, but. Yeah. I would take Ochua. He's not making much money, so I don't. I wouldn't give up much for him, but. I don't even know if we'd have to give up Kobe for him. I wouldn't want to. I certainly wouldn't want to either. I'm just not seeing the deals right now. Um, because I feel like San Antonio is like weird. They don't want to make any trades with their young core, whatever the fuck that is. They don't make in-season trades a lot, yeah. Washington doesn't really seem like they want to sell. And then Sacramento and Detroit, I feel like they could be sellers, but I just don't think we're the best position to be buyers. Yeah, but the, we've identified plenty of teams with plenty of interesting players. They should certainly pick up the phone when we call, you know, and consider what we have to give them. And um, I guess we mentioned uh, Miles Turner in passing, but there is the question of the Pacers, uh, what direction they want to go, or a team like the Celtics. But the Celtics don't really have stuff for us that uh, matches up, really. But but the Pacers, um, I don't really know what else they have beyond Turner. I mean, they have Turner and Sabonis, but Sabonis isn't a fake. He's not a good defender. Well, but he's a really good offensive player. But he's just kind of like another Vucevic, so I, I don't know. Yeah, but he can't shoot like Vuce can. No. So yeah, he could play more inside. I don't. I don't think he makes us better. I honestly like. I we need like. Oh, he certainly makes us better, but, but he doesn't play defense. I mean, yeah, I don't he think gets so. beat off the right. dribble too. It's a lot of the same issues. I I agree with you on that front. I actually, to me, it's like. You need somebody who's a complimentary player. And, uh, I mean, of the, I think we've mentioned some guys that would be a good fit. I just don't know how we get them. Larry Nance Jr., uh, <laughs> Thaddeus Young. <laughs> they get bought out. I will say, Derek Jones Jr. has played well this year. He really has. He's been good. Unfortunately, he's out for four to six weeks starting right now. So <laughs> That kind of is that's a huge, very much a shame. Again, we got our top three power forwards all out, so we do need a power forward somehow. I guess there's buyout guys, too. Um, I guess if Robert Covington got bought out 100%, that's our guy. But, you know, is that enough or whatever? You know, and like, in terms of trading for him, I don't really know. I wouldn't want to give up much for him in a trade. Yeah, lots to think about. Uh, real fast, so DeMar DeRozan, if the voting ended today, would be an all-star starter. Uh, he leads the East uh, guards by almost a million and a half votes over Trey Young. And Zach Levine is now nipping at uh, Trey Young's heels. They both lapped James Harden, who was going to be that second guard after the first fan votes uh, came in last week. Uh, Trey Young is at 1 million, uh, almost 600,000. And Zach's at 1 million, uh, 400,000, a little more. Uh, so. So Zach could we could have two Bulls starters uh, for the All Star game, which would be pretty darn cool. But you know we're the top seed, and uh, those guys are really great. So I'm cool with it. 
Agreed. They should be starting. They should both be starting. All right. Go Bulls. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Go Bulls.